and as the last note quivered to prideful silence and the bugler swung the megaphone for the traditional repeat, figures appeared in the lighted sally port from inside a Choi's. I told you it was Pruitt, a voice carried faintly across the quadrangle in the tone of a man who has won a bet. And then the repeat rose to join her quivering, tearful sister. The clear, proud notes reverberating back and forth across the silent quad. Men had come from the day rooms to the porches to listen in the darkness, feeling the sudden choking kinship bred of fear that supersedes all personal tastes. They stood in the darkness of the porches, listening, feeling suddenly very near the man beside them, who also was a soldier, who also must die. Then, as silent as they had come, they filed back inside with lowered eyes, suddenly ashamed of their own emotion and of seeing a man's naked soul. Malin Stark, leaning silent against his kitchen wall, looked at his cigarette with a set, twisted mouth that looked about to cry, about to laugh, about to sneer. Ashamed. Ashamed of his own good luck that had given him back his purpose and his meaning. Ashamed that this other man had lost his own. He pinched the inoffensive coal between his fingers, relishing the sting, and threw it on the ground with all his strength, throwing with it all the overpowering injustice of the world that he could not stomach, nor understand, nor explain, nor change. Pruitt lowered the bugle slowly and let the megaphone rest in its swivel. Reluctantly, he withdrew his mouthpiece and gave the bugle back to Andy. His lips were pinched and red from the plan. Christ, he said huskily. Jesus Christ, I need a drink of water. I'm tired. Me and Stark going to town. Where's Stark? And fingering his mouthpiece, he went vaguely toward the barracks in the darkness, not proud but innocently unaware as yet of what he had created. Boy, Maggio said as they watched him go. That guy can really play a bugle. Why ain't he never play? He should ought to be in the bugle corps. He was, you jerk. Andy said scornfully. He quit. He wouldn't play in this old corps. He played a taps at Arlington. Yeah, Maggio said. He peered after the retreating figure. Well, he said. Well, what do you know? The three of them stood silent, unable to voice it, watching him go, until Stark, who had been listening, came over to him. Where's he going? Looking for you, Andy said, to go to town. Went up toward the porch. Well, thanks, Stark mocked. I never would have guessed it, and went to find him. Come on, kid, he said. Let's go to town. Let's fling a real one.